0: Oh,
1: what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 579 of Floor Wrestling Radio Live. I'm Kyle Bracky. CP is out this week with his family, enjoying some family time right before Thanksgiving. But got Ben asking with me from Wisconsin. What's going on, Ben?
2: Uh, I'm having a great day we got some snow actually coming in today so it's, oh, it's gonna okay. melt you know I, I was actually hoping to get out and play some disc golf today because my hips finally feeling good enough I think and uh man looks
1: like my plans got canceled man that stinks how, how much snow
2: uh no, I mean we're not you know like not in inches or anything we got probably maybe like one inch now it's actually sticking on the ground for the first time of the year big old flakes coming down yeah so, so not not ideal for disc golf
1: yeah, that's probably not good. But we uh we got a packed show today, so let's uh let's go ahead and jump into it. And we actually have a special guest joining us uh today from the Titan Mercury Wrestling Club. He's the director of operations there, uh Johnny Ruggiano, and he is up west coast time right now. So a special shout out to Johnny for joining us today.
0: Got my Sorry coffee. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Morning.
1: Morning, Johnny. Um let's let's jump right into it. Obviously, we know you because um, we've been at all these US. wrestling events uh, with you and everything. Um, but for those that don't, um, kind of just go into your role with Titan Mercury and uh, what you do on a day-to-day basis to help you know the nation's top club.
0: Yeah. So, um, so I actually um, I've been with Titan Mercury since about 2013, and, and my my roles kind of evolved. I actually used to be a media guy, so I used to be our club's media director. I started with Titan Mercury when we had the world cups here. Uh, I had some experience working in the world cup, um, uh, back in all the way back in 99 in my hometown Spokane and moved up kind of into the position of director of operations. So my day to day focus on, uh, you know, with operations is making sure that the club runs in a fluid, efficient manner, making sure that we, uh, we serve the athletes and the coaches and um, the program in um, and, and general. I um, work with Andy to make sure that we're kind of fulfilling all of those things to you know keep keep the train running. Awesome.
1: Um, and then this RTC Cup, um, I think I think for most wrestling fans, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, you know that <laughs> we we made the announcement during uh, Zaheed Burrows and. and uh everyone had done a good job of of keeping it under wraps and uh letting it all you guys didn't even tell me (laughs) we didn't even tell ben we didn't even tell ben he just got surprised like everybody else so johnny can you uh explain to us how this came to be and how it all got organized because it definitely had a lot going into it um getting all the rtcs on the same pages and Mm -hmm. and everything so if you could go into that that'd be awesome let, let yeah, me add to that
2: too. This is something that that I think people have been talking about for I don't know five years or something, but it's, it's never happened to this point. So, um, proud of you guys for actually getting it done and getting everyone to come to the table.
0: That's just, that's amazing. Yeah, thanks, Ben. No, I you know, um, so something like this doesn't happen overnight, right? And um, and uh, it was it, it was a several month process for us to get to kind of where we are right now in regards to the RTC Cup um Jack Clark from the U.S uh Wrestling Foundation had reached out to Andy um and you know one of the things I think that we always try to do and and this really stems from Andy Barth um is is you know we always try to find a way to help serve you know the sport of wrestling in 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 its entirety so um we knew that there was some you know some missing elements that were kind of taking place during this covid pandemic and and you know wrestlers we always find a way to win right i mean that's that's kind of the innate nature of who we are and what we do and so uh instead of going in and and saying okay well we can't wrestle the question you know then became how do we find something that we can go in and, and get our athletes and our programs our rtcs to be a part of um so so we started kind of formulating some ideas on how that that would look and uh you know we've been working on um a variety of different types of events uh we've had some some wonderful events um you know in the past and it just seemed like the rtc cup was the right answer for right now you know wrestling fans love good wrestling duels and that's you know there's there's been some wonderful one-off matches that we've seen and, and wonderful series of matches that we've seen, but we haven't actually seen like a World Cup or a World Clubs Cup format uh, take place, you know, during this pandemic. So, um, so it was, it, it just seemed like the perfect fit, you know. After we got kind of a consensus of a, a small group of guys uh, that we had talked to, um, you know, to see if this thing would uh, this thing would work, and it, you know, it's uh, it's coming into play. It's looking uh, pretty awesome.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, but no, it's, you, be
0: really so it's fun. kind
2: of what I said. Ahead, to what I said earlier, I mean, this isn't just a pandemic thing. I, I think this is something that I feel like could be an event that's a it's a thing, right? It happens every single year. I, I don't know if December maybe oh, is yeah. the right time for it because in future years we'll have college stuff going on, but maybe you know a post Worlds October November type of event or, or something to that effect.
0: Oh no, no, without question, Ben, I, and and you know, like you know. Over the years, you always hear everyone say, "Oh, well, I have the perfect answer for how to do a pro league, right?" Mm -hmm. This is an RTC Cup. This is an RTC event, but um, you know, this this has implications that could grow and expand. I mean, the outreach has been um, has been resounding over the last couple uh, months. You know, um, and a lot of this stems from relationship building, right? Is if if you've got good relationships with good people in the wrestling community. Uh, they're going to want to jump into whatever you're doing. And so mm. once we, once the word started kind of getting out that we were doing something with this RTC cup, people were like, man, I want in. And so the idea is, you know, while this might be the the genesis of, of this type of event, this RTC cup, um, I mean, the, <laughs> the number of people that uh, in RTCs, I'd love to be a part of this uh, will, will expand exponentially. Um, and, um, and what, you know, our responsibility will be is to find a model and find a way to make this happen. Um, as you can imagine, you know, we, we had a lot of RTCs that were interested in being a part of this, uh, but we're in the middle of a global pandemic. So we have to find a way uh, to kind of meander and, and usher through all the challenges that presented themselves. And uh, mm-hmm. that's where we got to, you know, where we are now this thing this thing could be really huge in the future and uh there's a lot of fun ways and creative ways that you could take it too uh going forward but you know really we want to focus kind of on on uh the task at hand you know look at you know december 4th and 5th and and make sure that that's an amazing show uh we're excited to work with flow on this because we know you guys are gonna you're gonna tell the stories you're gonna let this thing unfold and people are gonna be talking about this for for quite some time right after uh right before and and you know for months to come after the event.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know um, when when all of us content guys heard this was in the works, we we couldn't be more excited about all the ideas and uh, storylines and matches that we were going to get. Can you kind of go into, because a lot of uh, American wrestling fans might not be as familiar with how uh, these club duels kind of work. And I know you have experience from Titan Mercury being in the club's cup duels and uh obviously the world cup and everything so if you kind of break down the format of it and uh all the rules and how you advance and, and win duels
0: yeah yeah totally so um so you know just like you said we've had um we've had a pretty good amount of experience for both the world cup and the clubs cup you know um uh, we hosted the uh the world cup here in la at the the fabulous forum which is a historical venue um that um you know, we, we did that for three years. Um, and then, um, I've, I've done four world cups and then on top of it, Titan Mercury is part of the world cup, uh, for four years and, or I'm sorry, the world clubs cup. So the, the, the format is pretty much the same, but the world clubs cup takes into some factors, some considerations of what you might need to do, uh, to kind of make it a viable, tangible event. Uh, what I mean by that is when you, when you're wrestling in the world cup, right? You're bringing the best from your country, and that is your delegation. That's your team. Um, you know, in various countries, will use the World Cup for a variety of different reasons. Iran uh, is historically the team that wants to go in and win that thing. Uh, they've um, they've won it, I think, uh, just about every year except for the years that we've won it. And um, over the last probably 15, 20 years, uh, I don't have the data right in front of me, so you know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what that number is. But you know, as far as I know. Um, you know, that's been kind of their baby. Uh, whereas, you know, <clears throat> Russia might bring an AB team. They might bring the BC team. Uh, one year, you know, I remember uh, talking to Hamza Yerlikaya, who was at the time the president of uh, the Turkish Federation. And he said, you know, Johnny, my team's very, very young. And I didn't realize what that meant. And then all of a sudden, I, <laughs> he's, got, he's got like, you know, cadet world team members, you know, and junior <laughs> world team members on it. So World Cup, you know, World Cup is like an awesome developmental dual system, and another thing about the World Cups and the World Clubs Cup is, you know, it comes down to the matchups, and it, it I mean, and this is something I think we we're uh, really excited about. We we you know we based our pools off of a formula, uh, and it just so happened to pan out that we have you know all these Titan heavyweights kind of in one pool for the first day, um, but we um you know. Duels in the World Cup and the World Clubs Cup experience, you know, that that heavyweight spot is really, really, you know, important. So, um, you know, so that's kind of how the World Cup works. The World Clubs Cup, uh, you know, depending on where the format was, we competed in it. I believe we competed in it when we had 18, uh, eight weight classes, and then we went into ten weight classes, and they would allow you to farm in, um, you know two wrestlers the first time when it was at eight two wrestlers from outside of your country um and then when it was 10 you could do three so we kind of adopted some of those things from the experiences that we had from World Cup and World Clubs Cup understanding kind of the situation that we're at you know I mean at the end of the day what you really want to do is you want to provide an opportunity for everyone to wrestle and we need it big time I mean this right now um, you know our wrestlers need as much competition as they possibly can leading up to the Olympic games and the Olympic trials um, our wrestlers and coaches are chomping at the bit for that and so we wanted to open up that opportunity to kind of go in and allow these clubs you know a lot of RTCs are really strong at you know four five six right um four five six different um you know weight classes but not all of them are so if we were a lot allowing them to bring in a couple wrestlers, two wrestlers. Um, <coughs> then we're sitting in a good spot. So, um, so that's kind of how the, the general, you know, um, process of the Clubs Cup and the World Cup work. They're both set up, in, in regards to format, they're both set up in a pool system. And so what we've done for this RTC Cup is we have two pools of three, right? Uh, we've, we've broken them down to two pools of three. And then when they come in, they'll cross bracket. So everyone um, on the second day, whether you're first or third in your bracket, you'll still jump into the bracket. You still have an opportunity to wrestle back. And, you know, it's like the ultimate dual wrestle back, right? You can wrestle back all the way to the finals if, you know, if you're able to go in and maybe, um, you know, get that matchup that they had previously. Maybe go in, make some adjustments. Um, you can find yourself in the finals again.
2: Yeah, I I actually really like the way I was harping on uh last week about some tournaments don't do the brackets in a manner that can determine the correct champion. And I really like the way you guys put the pools in. So for those of you guys who haven't seen the bracket, it's obviously the pools are three. Then they get you know, they're they're one, two, and three. And then two and three in each pool wrestle each other. Um, winner advances to face the winner of the opposite pool, then, and then right the final first, third, and fifth place. So uh I I really like the way the pools are laid out and then everyone's gonna get, I think what, five matches?
0: Uh yeah, well, you could get five matches if you did like a traditional wrestle pack, all the way from you know, the lowest spot all the way up. But I uh you'll be guaranteed four matches.
2: Oh yeah, because the the number one team gets a forfeit or a, a buy. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Cool. I'm I'm pumped.
1: You um Kyle, so you you mentioned uh yeah he, Johnny kind of mentioned the, they used kind of a little formula to determine the pools, and obviously when you have six teams like this, it's going to be tough to put them necessarily in like a fair pool. Um, how did you go about or how did they, I know there was a group of people that did it, but how did they go about determining who went in what pool? and um, yeah, obviously that the clash of the heavyweights and, and pool A is going to be amazing
0: yeah I mean well I don't think that there's a a team in here that that doesn't bring you know bring a lot of heat I don't think that there's a team that we have that you know couldn't find themselves winning you know the grand prize you know that fifty thousand dollars uh team prize but um what I what I would say is um well in in the process of going in and and pulling everyone out what we did is we took the number one wrestler from each team right they're you know on paper their number one wrestler and we seeded those wrestlers, you know, to a top six. We took the culminative, you know, 36 wrestlers um, that you have in that in that scenario, and we pointed them out. And whoever had the lowest points, we gave one point for first, two points for second. Whoever had the lowest points was number one and, and down the pipe that we went. Uh, we, we did find ourselves in a spot where there's 24 points uh, for two teams. And so what we based that off of was, Um, which it really wouldn't have mattered anyways because they were four and five in regards to the seeding but what we what we did with that was we we went down and saw who had the highest seed in that spot so one of them had a number one seed and we gave them that the other one had number two was their top wrestler Um, but you know I mean there's you know just like with seeding and everything when you're pulling things out there's not a perfect answer for it but what you do is you try to do what's best for everybody and you try to do what's equitable uh, so I, I feel like we did a really, really good point um, in regards to going in and establishing that. And, and it just so happened that, you know, um, you know, I know that there had been some talk about it, uh, about, you know, what would it be like if we saw all these heavyweights in one pool? It just so happened that it did, you know, kind of find itself in that spot um, in a really equitable manner. Um, I, I should say we seeded this out too before, um, before we add a couple additions to the RTCs um so once we had that RTC list we said we're not going to change up the seeds based on additions um all the RTCs have until the 30th uh to add anyone to the roster if they have availability if they want to pull in one of their athletes who already trains there um you know they can still do that up to the 30th so you know who knows who knows what happens in the days leading up to the event um except for you know we know there's going to be a lot of hype and excitement about it
1: Absolutely. Um, we can't wait for it. Uh Ben, you got anything else for Johnny? No, that's that's it. I'm excited. I know uh one late
2: edition I saw I saw last night, I got to assume that's what it means is Seth Gross said something <clears throat> about uh never know what's gonna happen or maybe some more you know, people being added, something to that effect. So I gotta assume that means that he's gonna be added to one of these teams. Uh my guess yeah. would be Minnesota because I think Evan Wicks are wrestling for that team, but who knows?
0: No, so so actually, um, I believe uh, Sean Bourmet talked about it. You know, there's a couple like, like I said, you know, um, we 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 went off the basis of trying to go in and establish uh, you know uh, a system that was going to be equitable, and you know Stefan, um, Sean, I think talked about it on uh well I, I'm going to call it the Brader Show yesterday because uh, David Bray was was hosting uh Mark's show yesterday, mm-hmm. but I think Sean mm-hmm. talked about it we we did make a concession um in in the spot where um Stefan was in a position where you know he he's a Serbian wrestler that uh the world individual cup is in Serbia uh and there was a possibility that that he was going to have to continue to compete so we we allowed Michigan to have a like you know a like caliber wrestler to jump into that spot um you know making it fair and equitable in that in that position so um so seth will be joining the michigan rtc the Clifton wrestling club to go in and compete for this one which you know i mean just you know we got nishan garrett uh, you know you've got a, you've got a bunch of studs up and down the the lineup um at 57 65s really i don't know if there's a weight class that i'm not excited to see you know go head head in this type of dual meat formula uh formula because the implications are so much different than if you're doing it individually um you know i mean USA loves duels, like, I know I'm, you know, kind of, you know, um, (laughs) you know, repeating myself here, but USA loves duels. I I know, you know, the fans have been dying to see something like this and uh, we couldn't be more excited about it. I will say one thing before, you know, before I sign off or, you know, unless you guys have any other questions for me is, uh, you know, there is a um, you want to take a look at how the team point system comes into play in regards to this, uh, because you know six matches six weight classes olympic weight classes uh it's going to run fast it's going to be vicious it's going to be awesome and it's going to come down i think a lot to a lot of criteria and when the criteria is put into play you're not going to see wrestlers resting on the uh, laurels with a 2-0 lead you're going to see guys trying to score those points because criteria point might mean that they got to get attack you know to to get those uh classification points mm-hmm. because if they know it's gonna, coming down to 3-3 right at the end of the duel they need those classification points um those those points in the way that the formula uh formulas uh, established is going to be really really it's going to be huge in this type of um this type of tournament
2: yeah I'm excited for that part too so hey just to clarify we read through the rules and uh, you know that the UWW is not always right the clearest <laughs> rules but what it appeared to us is that the the, the points for the dual meets only come into effect if it is tied three matches to three matches. So for example, if one team wins four, the other team wins two, the team points are irrelevant, correct?
0: Yeah, that's absolutely correct, Ben. So um, there's two times that the, the points are gonna come into play. It's in the individual duel, right? So say so you've got, you got Spartan and Wolfpack, right? Um, and it comes down to 3-3, right? Then they're in criteria. That's where that, you know, if you get a tech fall, right? You get a tech fall, it's yep. 10-0, that's 4-0. You get a tech fall and it's 11-1 the guys uh, from the other team has scored points that's 4-1 those cl- uh, meaning four goes to the victor one goes to yep. the loser right and um in that scenario those classification points are going to come into play the other time too and we could see this you know um is if the pools go in and say you know you have a 1-1-1 every team has beaten one person in their pool Then you come back into that that same scenario where you're going into the points you're first going into the team the the points that they had and then you go into the classification Mm -hmm. points so it it can be a factor you know but now also with the teams too this is the beauty of the way we got this thing set up is you find yourself in a situation where you're in a one 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 and the pool competition right you're still going back into a bracket the next day and so you know that bracket is going to be uh it's going to be awesome
2: yeah I agree um and then the, I guess the last thing Brecky, and, and I mentioned that this should should be the case and I think Kai, uh, Christian confirmed that it was the case there will be only be one duel happening at a time correct so yeah you can watch everything
0: it is two days of just wrestling fan heaven I am so excited about this like you just you start off the morning you get your coffee right some of us on the West Coast <laughs> gonna have to get up early Right. And then, you know, you're having dinner with the fam, you're watching wrestling still for two straight days. You know, I mean, this is, uh, I mean, this is the, you know, as a fan of wrestling, you know, I know, I know it's, it's my job, but I mean, first and foremost, I'm a fan of wrestling. I couldn't ask for something more exciting. And, and especially, you know, right now leading into the holidays, you know, this is, this is going to be just a great gift for everyone who loves wrestling, man. Just a great gift.
1: Cool. Heck yeah, Christmas Christmas came early. Uh, I'm excited to put, we're going to put on a show even without without fans in the building, unfortunately. Uh, but we're going to put on a show and I think it will only grow year after year and uh, can't wait to have fans in there. Uh, hopefully the next time we do it. But Johnny, thank you so much for waking up very early with us and breaking down this RTC cup. This was awesome. Uh, I know people in the Facebook uh, live chat have loved it this morning. They thought it was very informative. So. Thank you so much, Johnny, and we'll see you in a few weeks in Cincinnati. Sounds
0: Thanks. good, guys. Happy to do it. Happy Thanksgiving, to everyone, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everyone.
2: See ya. See ya. Hey, Kyle, I, let me adjust this. I got one of my cords came loose. I didn't want to interrupt Johnny, but you know you, you're a yeah. pro, so You shouldn't be affected by it. All right, hold no, on. Keep you. talking. Um, oh, boom! There we go. So, fixed.
1: So we since we I have could, I could barely hear
2: yet. him. This damn cord came loose, and I could barely hear him. But I didn't you want to stop just him. Fixed it. Shouldn't
1: just fix it. You should just fix it real quick. Uh, So since we have plenty of time uh, before the event actually goes down, I was thinking maybe we just – because the pools came out uh, on Friday, uh, Friday at noon or so. Yeah. Uh, If you – we just want to look at them and maybe just like what stands out to us most, maybe like the early round matchups. We don't need to go like uh, break down every match and every duel.
2: Oh, boom boom you guys have it on this page where it's uh this is what christian was putting up where you could see you know who who's wrestling who um i think it's you know for at least for the first day there's only 36 total matches so it's not it wouldn't be all that hard to go through them though uh i'm assuming that um i'm assuming that we will probably circle back there as we go um let me ask yeah, you about exactly. this prize money first, though. So all teams receive yeah. $20,000 to show up. And then the prize money, is that yes. on top of the 20000
0: Yes. And then, and then is what? it split yes. evenly? Um, yeah. Okay, like between cool. the guys? So,
2: yeah, between the guys. Because I 'cause I'll be saying, uh, <laughs> Kyle, hey God, if they try to have some backups where we have like 10 people on the team, I'm like, nah, we don't need 10 people. We only need six people. Right. Cause I'm not ab- I'm not about splitting that money up another four ways.
1: Yeah, I don't know I don't know how uh, those RTCs are going to split it up. That that's going to be on them once they once they win that money. Uh, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> we, we don't need those extra guys. Uh, that's funny. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, yeah. so fifty thousand to the champion, twenty five to second, uh, fifteen to third. Uh, 7500 to fourth and 2500 to fifth. And, and like Ben said, all teams get $20,000 for just uh, filling a team and, and showing up in Cincinnati. Ooh. You know what else I try
2: to do? I try to get college guys on a team because they can't get money. So, for example, like Kyle RTP, yeah, Sasha and Karcha, give me some of their share.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I think Wolfpack uh, has a number of uh, college guys on there too. Yeah. So the senior guys could be benefiting from that. Um, yeah. I love I love too that it's uh just one mat. Uh that's gonna be so awesome. You don't you don't have to worry about focusing on two different duels at the same time. It's gonna be a lot yeah. of fun just focusing on one.
2: How many total duels is there? So there'd be 14 eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifty fifteen? Fifteen, but it's only six matches. So over the course of a couple of days, that's uh um I think it'd be so bad. Nice. Yeah. It. Um yeah so i guess seth grosses to be added to michigan i i was guessing minnesota given the fact that uh evan wick is already kind of on that team um mm-hmm. and, but so obviously stevon's out ragasen you know he took second at the senior nationals that would have been a good pickup so kind of uh uh you know i don't know he's getting sat on the bench i guess for for seth gross i think a lot
1: i don't know about that i, I just think they want uh coach bormette wants to have options there um Sure. I, I, he absolutely wants to wrestle Raggison um it's just okay. i think maybe uh some some guys he might think seth matches up better with and uh, i think we're going to see some gamesmanship out of these coaches which i love um I, I don't know if we have a way of determining who has to uh send first um but if we don't we should probably figure that out now <laughs> uh well if you had Ned, the, if you the, had uh 8 or 10 weights
2: uh Kyle it would be way easier to kind of game it with these big big gaps man yeah it's, gonna be hard. it's hard for anyone to bump up say 65 you know 143 to bump up to a 163 and beat them like that's right man that that's a huge jump yep yep i totally so, agree um and, you know where if it was 154 or, or whatever it's it's not as big of a deal so i mean i think i think you absolutely add a couple of weights in next year and, and i think as i mentioned that you have to have it in a non collegiate time so you could get some of those yeah. college guys in on your roster um because you know they are part of the rtc so you get them in on that roster um and, and then fill your lineup relatively easily
1: yeah i think like you said in in october um one would probably be work really well with the calendar you know the college uh practice is underway but you know no events are going on and a weekend yeah. of, of duels isn't gonna mess up your training or uh yep. your season or anything like that
2: i yeah I, I agree so um which dual meet are you most excited for in the first round
1: oh man in the first round let's see here well i'm really interested in ohio rtz and spartan rtc uh, that's, what, that's um, what
2: i was gonna say
1: yeah, you, I mean, at, at 65, you can have yeah. uh Yanni, or even Sasso. Yanni is amazing. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then at 74, obviously, Kyle Day is going to be a huge favorite over at Carson Karchla. But it's just awesome to see Karchla get that opportunity. Guy was really freestyle savvy, and then yeah. either one of the brothers. I, I just Dean want to see, I to want to see my, where he's at. Line.
2: Yeah, I, you right. know, I'd like to see. I'd like to see where Karts was at. You know, Can't can, I don't think he's going to beat Kyle Dave, but can he be competitive? Can he score some points? And then, yeah, mm-hmm. you said that, you know, Gabe Dean, I, I would have obviously, you know, Gabe Dean and Miles were both in the tournament, and we didn't get to see that matchup happen. Um, and so that would have been, you know, fun to see that
1: one happen. So we're going to get to see that one come to fruition. And Max beat Miles in the NCAA semis a few years ago. Oh, my ago. God, he did, right? That was, that was yeah. how
2: did that happen? It was one of the, <laughs> the, the biggest upsets of the year. Yeah, seriously, one of the biggest upsets of the year. Um, yeah, and then I guess the other one would be Cliff Keen Wolfpack, um, especially you know Camacho-Ragason. I think it would be interesting because we could see where Ragason's at. If it's Gross, I think Gross is probably the clear favorite over Jacob Camacho. Yeah. Um, and then I'd, I'd like to see Hidley and Massa, and then the other Hidley um and Amin or Abinator kind of see where those Hidley brothers are at because obviously they both they both look pretty damn good at um the senior Nationals in Iowa who did Trent beat for third place that I was really impressed by I'm blanking on right now
1: uh someone really good for third place oh I think it was uh I think it was Drew Foster
2: yeah yep exactly so I have been really impressed by him and then obviously at the end you got um Gwizdowski versus uh Kuhn or Paris or or Hamida. Cliff Keane really probably wants them to have like a three a three uh
1: three heavyweight division, right? Where you can have three heavyweights <clears> wrestle. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh they coach Bormat better not deprive us of uh like he better not throw out Kuhn to wrestle quiz. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, we've already seen that we want we, wanna we want Paris we want Paris Quiz. Um yes, he was did. on he was on the Bader show as uh, Johnny mentioned uh yesterday. And he, he was talking about Mason against those guys, and he said he's more than ready. He's world-class. He's ready to go against those guys. And I mean, I, well, Gable won by three or four in the Big Ten Finals. You know, Mason took him down multiple times, and it wasn't like yeah. he was overwhelmed or anything.
2: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, yeah, that, that's going to be fun. And, you know, it's one of those things where I don't like it when it's fabricated, when when people make it happen, but – this is the way it works out. There's there's a lot of parity in here, and I could genuinely see someone who takes third place the first day make the finals the second day.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm okay. saying. It's all about just, just yeah, absolutely. Matchup. All
2: about the matchup. Yeah, exactly. And you know, freestyle stuff that people could go. You know what? Like maybe in the first match, I take you down and lace you up, and I score seven. You know, eight points off that, and I win because of mm-hmm. that. But maybe next time you beat me. You know that could happen very easily.
1: Yeah, the first match. Uh, is four four on criteria, but then the next one, uh, I take you down and catch a lace on the way down and end it just like that. Uh, it's yeah. There's way more. There's more room for swings and results, and I think Absolutely. we're gonna see that. I think we're gonna see guys beat a guy on day one, and then when they get into the bracket, lose to him. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, man, I'm really excited. And then uh, the the final duel of the day would be. Uh, Wolfpack versus Gopher, and Gwiz versus Gable. Um, and Gable, yeah. he he ended up taking down this tweet. I don't know why, but um, he had it up the day we announced, like, the RTC Cup rosters
0: mm-hmm.
1: and was like – and he said, I'm only wrestling in this for one match. And we all know what match he was talking about. He's talking about Nick Wisdowski. <laughs> yeah, there's – uh, I
2: don't think there's any match. I mean, listen, this is this is the – you know we we would have already had the 2020 Olympian we we, in 2019 final X we thought Gable came close to Gwiz and Gwiz has been a mainstay and we thought okay Gable can probably challenge him going into 2020. uh but we we already would have and should have picked our 2020 Olympian and we didn't get to it I think honestly that benefits uh Gable the most because he's super young he he, right he's still junior eligible so I believe he's 20 right now he's only gonna get better you know the one year is going to help him a lot so this will be a good indication of where he's at. You know, has he made up ground on Gwiz? Is, does he have the upper hand now? And that's, you know, you have to assume then going into um, the, the following year, 2021 in April, this gives us a good indicator of who is the favorite.
1: Yeah, totally agree. And then, uh, John Kozak I just brought up a great point in the Facebook chat. He says, Gwiz lost to Zaire from Iran last year, the same guy who Paris pinned in the Junior World Finals. Ooh. Um, so, true. yeah,
2: but that'd be interesting to see. Um, and then the other thing is that, uh, you know, you, there's, there's a good chance you'll get to see one of these guys again, right? The following day. And that'd be interesting to see whether Michigan yep. moves their lineup around or, or into Minnesota, cause they have Tony Nelson also, but these teams will obviously all wrestle in a pool. Then who's ever second in that pool wrestle the third from the other pool. Um, but then they'll wrestle. So you know if the one team from that pool wins they'll wrestle the number one team from that pool right so it could happen there or it could happen in the third or fifth place match also
1: yep great point great point all right so is are we good for day one uh there Uh, i know trust me we'll get into these matches a lot more um but is there anything else that really stood out to you i think um I think yeah, Kyle at 4 p.m. Kyle Dake and, and Makai Lewis are going to wrestle. Actually, the Spartan Combat RTC and NJ slash Southeast RTC uh, duel is is really awesome as well.
2: Wait, so did did he say that? Uh, did Johnny say no? So I know I know Nishan Garrett signed with the Southeast RTC. Um, yes, does that mean he's wrestling on this
1: team then? He's going to wrestle. Um, on this, I know, uh, yes. Okay. So um, from what I, was what he I at Spartan
2: it. combat before? Or cause I know he spent some time in Tempe. Where was he most recently?
1: I'm trying to think where he was most recently. Um, cause it's been a little bit right. since we saw him compete. It might've been Ithaca. Yeah. Um, I feel like he was back in Ithaca, don't... but I, I'm not certain on that. He just said, did you see him on
2: Fox news with the voter fraud thing?
1: yeah yeah Some of you saw that <laughs> yeah That's I saw so all he's uh he is uh very passionate about it and believes believes uh his identity yeah. was stolen or something i don't know i'm trying to keep up with it <laughs> um, um well the, yeah, did that, did uh, we
2: can... unequivocally got stolen um yeah so that'd be cool to see him compete again and you know, I, I guess he's going to be at 50 set. 57 plus 3 works pretty well for him because he was a guy who had made 57 mm-hmm. a few times, but it was probably too small for him. one's a little better, um, but obviously five's a terrible weight class for him because um, he's just too small for that. So 57 plus 3 should be a pretty, pretty good weight class for him. Yeah, well, he's, I mean,
1: at 61, he won Final X, made a world team, you know, and then he got hurt and Joe Colon ended up, going to Worlds and meddling. Um, but mm-hmm. he beat Joe Colon at Final X, so that should be a really good weight for him. And the, yeah, I was going to talk about it anyways, but, uh, yeah, Southeast RTC just keeps getting stronger. They had a James Green earlier this year. Uh, Jenna Kett's there. She's been in Final X multiple times, made multiple World teams. Uh, yeah, They're doing an awesome job at Virginia Tech, uh, raising raising the funds to bring the bring those stars in. And the, yeah. the duel we were talking about, um we could see yanni versus james green in that duel and then if nation Green's the
2: favorite right isn't james green the favorite
1: yeah i would say so
2: does does yeah. um does no i don't think so i was gonna say does uh Nashon garrett being on this team make them the favorite in that pool but i think the answer is probably no yeah, I, I, I would favor I Nashon mean, over Jack Mueller and Vito Aruja, so that gives him a win there. I would say uh, James Green is probably the favorite over both guys at that weight class, so that makes him the favorite there. Um, obviously, Makai is going to lose to Dike, but I think he, I think he beats Karchla. Um, Nate Jackson could very well beat Gabe Dean. I know he lost one to one, but that's a really competitive matchup. Yeah, and then you got to say. You know, I think Ty Walls is a favorite over scotty Boykin, probably. Uh, but then obviously Jordan, Jordan Woods not the favorite at heavyweight. So, you know, that's like I definitely oh damn Kyle, I forgot to lock my door. Oh no, you got a visitor? Uh oh, I got a visitor. Ozzy, you want to say hi before you leave? Ah, oh, I forgot to lock my door. All right, Ozzy, keep it. What's going. up, Ozzy? So, say hi. So uh yeah, I, I Nishan <laughs> might make them the favorite in that pool. It's potential
1: yeah absolutely uh and i know i know kyle dake is obviously the, the big favorite to win but I, i'm really excited to see him wrestle junior world champ makai lewis both just two guys that their defense is unreal yeah i mean
2: I, I feel like so i feel like that could be a really close competitive match and then part of me says dake could get on top once and gut him four times right i mean dake's got one of yeah. the best, gut, yeah. best guts yeah that's guts in america for sure uh, but, you know, he he even gets turns at the world level. Um, man, he could definitely – and mm-hmm. honestly, he could do the same same thing to Karchla, too. Um, so I, I'm very curious to see where those two stack up because I don't think we've really seen Makai uh, or Karchla against, right? So I think the top three at that weight class 74 are Kyle Jordan and Imar, and we haven't seen them match up with any of those guys.
1: Yeah, no, that would be really exciting to see where they are. Um. All right, I think uh, I think we're good there for, for day one at uh, RTC Cup. And then, like, like I said, we will absolutely make picks, do whiteboard wars, virtual whiteboard wars, all that stuff uh, for these matches as we get a little closer. You want to switch gears here real quick? Yeah,
2: we'll go to Oklahoma State.
1: Let's go to Oklahoma State, who is on absolute fire right now in the class of 2022. On Sunday, they get Jordan Williams, who's number four in the class. I believe, uh, the Iceman out of Collinsville, Oklahoma. Uh, Just doing what they always do and landing the best kids in the state of Oklahoma. Yeah, they always get the best uh, kids every single year. Yep, number five he is. And then the next day, they get A.J. Ferrari because they made – or Anthony Ferrari, excuse me, because they made him an offer he can't refuse. I don't know if you saw that graphic. (laughs) I didn't see that. Where did he say that? (laughs) He made it in the graphic. Let me see if I can get – if I can get Tyler oh, off, uh, Come on. Really quick. No, Wait, it's, John, it's John Smith
2: ready to kill his family or something? <laughs> like,
1: what? <laughs> oh, man, it's some so ma- good. Some mafia but, stuff right there. Oh, man. And then I saw uh, the picture of them uh, when AJ committed was going viral again. Um, yeah. Of the whole family. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, you know, landing Jordan Williams. Um, it's not a it's shock. It's huge. I, I, <clears throat> it's absolutely huge. Um, I was a little surprised because he didn't seem like one of those kids that was just like an automatic Oklahoma State. Like, I know we talked to him um, and got his school list in uh, North Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona State. And there were there were some other big players in there, and it seemed like he was willing yeah. to listen to those guys and open sure. to the possibility of leaving Oklahoma. Um, but that's just what just – what, uh, john and company do that they, they Listen, get the best kids let me in tell oklahoma you,
2: great kids don't leave oklahoma very often very very seldomly yeah. does that happen oh is this the graphic here tyler tyler's got see? the graphic here if, yeah I you see on the graphic
1: no. right okay to the right small, of him, it says, <laughs> maybe not, it says an author, an author you can't refuse anthony ferrari committed eleven twenty three. oh my god that's too funny
2: man i you know i don't know i texted christian last night and I love John Smith. So hopefully he don't get too pissy about this. But I man, Kyle, I feel like even despite these really good oh there you go an offer you can't refuse. Um, (laughs) Despite these, they're still like back from Michigan and Cornell and Penn State and Iowa. And I maybe it's maybe I shouldn't feel that way, but that's kind of how I do feel. Um, How what do you think?
1: I feel that for this year. I don't know about moving forward, though. I think right now the amount of talent they're, they're stockpiling, like the, they landed in the number one class in 2020, right? So all those kids it's lot, They did number one class now, last year. And they're just now on campus. So, like, you're really just getting the benefits of those guys right now. And they're really, it's yeah. really not going to pay off for, you know, two, three years down the line. Uh, they have four kids in the top 100 in the class of 2021 right now. Um, so they got Vodovic?
2: Voinovich, no, Ferrari would be 2022, and so would Jordan Williams, right?
1: Right, right, but they have, uh, hang on here, they have Voinovich, they have Voinovich, Teague, Travis, uh, Travis, Master, Giovanni, and Kyle Haas in the class of 2021 Uh committed right Uh now. So that's four top 100 guys there, and now you already have two of the top 15 in the class of 2022. Um, I think it's just – I agree with you this year. They're not They're not there with the Michigans, the Iowas, and if Cornell was wrestling, there's yeah. a step back behind those guys. But I think if they can keep recruiting at this level, which it looks like they're going to, I think they'll absolutely be there in the next couple of years.
2: How do I find out Oklahoma State's wrestling uh, recruiting class from like, a couple years back? Like, I just feel – I don't know why I feel. Maybe, I, again, it could be uh... – right wrong but i feel like some of these guys haven't been panning out so let's see 2019 um well obviously this so this class is just got there this is ferrari and plot so we'd have to end master giovanni burks etc et so
1: 2019 2019 well was it was 2018 18. okay 2018
2: all right 2018 well woodcraft had to be 18 because he wrestled last year
1: he was 19, right? He wrestled his true Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Class of 20. Okay. So I'm looking. i sorry. Okay. So I'm looking at November of 19, which would be the class of 2020. So, yeah, the so, Whitcraft would be the class of 2019. Who's that?
1: Yes. Class of 2019 is Whitcraft, Revan okay. um okay. who I actually don't think is on the roster right now. I don't um, think he's on and the roster. Daniel Manabog. Uh, Daniel Manabog out of Texas. Um, okay. Who's not? He had a really good Fargo. He beat. No, he hasn't done anything. Um, but he had, he had a really good Fargo and was a late riser on the big board because he, he beat yep, Artalona at Fargo. Yep. Um, and then the, all the other guys, uh, Colton, Chance, McClain, Tristan, Wells, Cade Lindsey, are probably never going to see the lineup.
2: Um, that that probably that just wasn't that good of a class. That 2018 class wasn't very good.
1: Correct. And, and Woodcraft, you know, he was solid as a true freshman. He was clear, I thought he was clearly undersized at 133. He qualified for NCAA. Yeah. I think he's going to be down twenty five this year, um, which they definitely need him there. Um, it's a the yes. weak spot for them right now. But um, so then twenty eighteen, they, they brought in the number twelve class, and uh, Travis Whitlake was the big recruit there. He was number six, right. and then Anthony Montavo uh, was their other ranked guy. Um, Man, so, so I guess they I mean, had a,
2: so I, I guess, wow, they had a couple Go down ahead. recruiting classes, Kyle. I guess I didn't. I didn't realize they were they were that down. Those, those two recruiting classes. Are not very good. Yeah. Right?
1: No, you're not um, Yeah, no, you're right. Okay. um uh, so. they really will like I mean will like looks like a guy who's gonna be a four time all American um yeah. and and be a an national title contender, but at the same time, uh that's only one guy in a class. And then you go to yeah. you go to twenty seventeen, they had the number five class. Um but really the only two that they signed was. Who is that can you Fitz, you can you that class a, off? Yeah, Dane Fix and Kane G. Feller. There's no one else in that class. They signed Jet Taylor, Christian Ball, and Bear Hughes, but I think Bear Hughes transferred, and Jet Taylor and Ball are yeah. room guys.
2: So that that wasn't really uh, a great recruiting class either. So okay, so my feelings were totally misplaced. I'm glad, I'm glad we went through this because my feelings were that they've been they had been getting classes like this, and they just hadn't been panning out. But the truth is, they just had they had not been getting classes like they had. Um, so it'll be three classes in a row. The class of 2020, the class of 2021 will be really good, and the class of 2022 is already looking really solid.
1: I think that, yeah, the thing that's going to differentiate the, the classes they had last year and the classes um, coming in the next few years is they're deeper. They feel deeper. Uh, they don't just have yes. the one guy like the Dayton Figs or the Reese Whitcraft or Travis Whitlake. They feel deeper with four or five guys that you feel like can make mm-hmm. impacts on your lineup and not just, not just room yeah. guys. Um, and we actually had a question um, about Oklahoma state and their recruiting. Um, I want to see if I can find it here. I don't know. Someone asked just like, where, where is this like recruiting resurgence come from? Because as we looked at the back couple of classes, they they've been top 15 classes, but you know, they haven't been like fighting for number one. uh Yeah ranking classes I mean, not, and well kyle were any
2: of those top tens the ones that, you, that we read the three that were kind
1: of down Those the, weren't
2: the one with the really? one with dayton
1: the one with dayton was number five because dayton was number one and caden was number number 15 in in the class mm. so anytime you sign two top it, 15 guys it. you're gonna be okay yeah.
2: okay uh um, the other the wow, other two yeah. were
1: 12 though 12 okay
2: I mean, so 2020. You said 2020 was the that was the number one class, um, yep. For them, H- how high is this one going to rank? The 2021 class, so Voinovich, etc.
1: I mean, it's definitely top ten. Um, I think it does lose a little luster. Uh, Teague Travis has has fallen down the big board a little bit, and, and Haas has fallen just a little bit, not a ton. He was like, um, yeah, he was the, the number top one guy. 10 guy Teague I Travis
2: think... was much higher a couple of years back too.
1: Yes, yeah. So I think it. I think it will fall a little bit, but it's going to be a top ten class. I mean, it's probably going to be top five. Anytime you sign four guys, they're going to be in the top one hundred. Um, but I do think there are two yeah. or three other schools that have four or five guys in the top one hundred there as well. So you're going to be you're going to be in competition with them, and then if yeah. two guys already committed in the class 2022, and it doesn't feel like guys that are going to be in danger of flipping. You know, Jordan Williams is from Oklahoma, and Ferrari they've already moved to Stillwater. The whole family. They've already has. moved to
2: Stillwater. Yeah, uh, they moved there.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the Angelo and Anthony are, are going to go to Stillwater High, and are already there actually. Um, so, I, I think they're on their way. And uh, yeah, I found the question too. Someone, um, let's see, uh, Tom Vivian. In the era of RTC arms races, what can Oklahoma State's latest recruiting successes be attributed to? um i yeah. and this is just my personal opinion i think when uh chris perry came on staff like full time i think that was really big uh recruiting's hard work it's really hard work it's a grind you gotta God. relate with these kids you gotta be talking to them all the time yeah. um and john I, I think smith chris don't like really... leaving oklahoma all that much kyle <laughs> john john to me should be like the closer you know like yeah Chris absolutely. goes out he grinds he built he builds this relationship and um really connects with these kids and then like John just comes in and he's and, Mariana and, Rivera just saves it in
2: in the chat they're uh in the chat they're saying that Tyler Caldwell is also helping with the recruiting
1: well that was that was going to be my other point is Tyler Caldwell came on as and his title is literally recruiting coordinator. So they have someone. Boom. They didn't have anyone just focused on that position before. And now they have someone who literally that is their job. You identify talent. Um, you. I don't, I don't know exactly what he can do with NCAA rules since he's not on staff. Um, but I'm imagining he's, he's sending these kids all the information they need to know on the school, graphics yep. and, and information, all that stuff. So when you have someone dedicated fully to that, like – very few staffs can actually do uh you're gonna see dividends you know um so i think it's a combination of uh oklahoma state like refocusing and putting a lot more energy into this thanks to chris thanks to tyler and um and maybe getting john a little more more involved than he had been i think because um there was an ncaa's i think in New York, the year Oklahoma State had like eight All-Americans, and a, and a champ, and Dean hile and they didn't even like 20, come close to winning.
2: Sixteen, twenty seventeen.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, sixteen or seventeen, one of those years, and they didn't even come close to winning. And I remember yeah. we did an interview with John, and he's like, I mean, we got to recruit better. He's like, we got to recruit better. Um, yes, and he made mention of that, and I think since then they they really have been. Um, and if the state of Oklahoma is is good and continuing to put out like the class they have with Dayton and, and G and Boo and yes. I, I'm sure I'm forgetting a bunch of more guys, but they just had a they won junior duels, they were plot. winning Fargo. That would be a big one. Yeah, plot absolutely. Um but they, they had this this crew that was just destroying people two years in a row, junior duels and winning Fargo, beating Illinois and yeah. stuff. So if you if you're, uh high school and youth wrestling in Oklahoma is that good too, Oklahoma State's going to be just as good because they keep all those kids at home. So that's another yeah.
2: big important factor there. F- absolutely, and because they said they all they always 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 recruit recruit Oklahoma well. Um, and one of the things, the other things, it seems like in the upper weights, um, and maybe this happens more frequently on other teams also, but it seems like Oklahoma State has been able to take some guys who maybe weren't great high school wrestlers and make them really successful in the upper weights and they maybe haven't necessarily done that yeah. lower weights so we're thinking of uh Preston Weigel uh, who's the heavyweight that was just in the uh, Derek White right I don't remember him being Derek a great high school wrestler uh so it seems like they've taken some not so great high school wrestlers and they made them really good college wrestlers in the upper weights but they haven't done the same thing in the lightweights
1: yeah uh oh a dog uh, there Kyle yeah yeah my dog he wants <laughs> to go out and you're gonna have to wait hank you're gonna have to wait okay i got a baby you got a
2: dog <laughs> oh hank is pissed i can oh, carry man. the show by myself is- you gotta if you gotta <laughs> let hank out I, I i can carry the show for a minute or two all right i'm gonna let him out real quick okay boom all right i'm gonna read i'm gonna start reading some fan questions so yeah kurt Arnold said, flow seems surprised last week here was pinned with an assassin why don't we see folk style turns more freestyle Kurt, uh, I think that's relatively obvious. So the assassin, you can hit relatively quick, but we don't have time. You don't have time. So in folk style, right, you can get a bar or a hammer lock or a power half, and you can grind them for 30, 40 seconds, whatever you need to get a turn. In freestyle, you know all you got to do is stay flat for 15 seconds. If you do that, you're going to get brought up. So folk style turns just don't work in freestyle because you don't have the time necessary to turn them over. Um, obviously if they're good. If they're a bum, you can turn them over. But if they're good, not gonna happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was actually yeah. the one that um wrote the copy on social for this, like a uh, an assassin and freestyle, I think is what I said. Um it's it's not something you see very often. Um but I mean Keegan Keegan's a bad dude and he's making it work <laughs> against really good guys. Ulray really good. Yeah,
2: for sure. Um Oh, hey, Brandon Scott just had it. let's just wrap up this Oklahoma State thing. Brandon Scott in the chat said, why do guys that bump up do better for John? And it's not just, obviously, it's not just the ones he mentioned. He mentioned Hendricks, Deeringer, J.O., Boyd, White Weigel. You go all the way back to Mark Munoz, the guy who bumped up and won a title. John loves making dudes cut weight more than they should, 100%. And the dudes who got enough balls to step up to John and say, John, I'm going to move up, right? And we can also go Coleman Scott, right? Coleman Scott Scott started as a 25, and he bumped up. Um, Guys who got big enough balls to go to John and say, listen, man, I I need to go up, they generally do really well. And and the guys who are scared of John and who refuse to bump up, those guys who they struggle from a lifetime of, of weight cutting because John naturally sees a guy and thinks they should be smaller than they really are.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. They're wrestling in a more natural way. Yes, 100% fair. Uh, I think it's pretty well known that Oklahoma State cuts guys hard. Um, yes. And it's just expected when you go there. Uh, we, make, we make jokes about it. We've made jokes about it all the time on here for years. Um, but also, too, like you look at a lot of those guys, um, they, could, they could really wrestle, like no matter what their size was. Like Derek White could really wrestle. Preston White could really wrestle. Yeah. And I think they presented a lot of problems to bigger dudes because they were they were really good wrestlers and very athletic.
2: Yeah, I mean at just at the end of the day, if you look across the board, it's funny because Max and I pushed back against weight cutting. And Max Max is actually one of the only NCA champs in any time recent memory where you saw them go down and win the NCA title, right? It's almost always the opposite where people go up and it was because, mm-hmm. you know, Max wasn't cutting that much weight in the beginning. Um but yeah, people going down, it's its so rare right now. When you have to do an hour weigh-in 20 times over the course of one season, uh, I mean, right, Kyle, you did it. You were cutting weight. It sucks. And having having sucks. a low energy level in matches is significantly more of a deterrent to winning than being a little bit smaller. I would much rather be a little bit smaller than
1: feel like crap every single match. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And. Uh, I think I think we're seeing guys cut cut weight less, but there's still
2: oh yeah still um,
1: pe- people that uh, want you to do it and, and think right. it gives you a real advantage. Yeah.
2: Um. Okay. So do we want to talk about either the, the Blockus transfer or the AJ Nevels or just talk <clears throat> just mention them and then uh, move on to the questions?
1: Uh, we can we can just mention them real quick. Yeah. Uh, Michael Blockus announced yesterday he, he's going to transfer to uh, Minnesota. He, of course, was in Northern Iowa. I kind of want to pull up what he said uh, when he entered the portal. Um, I want to thank my family and friends for everything they've done. Um, It's a very hard decision, but I've decided to end the transfer portal for personal reasons and look forward to a new place to call home. Um, I don't know. It was kind of a – I wasn't expecting it. You know, he's an Iowa kid. He had a great first year there. Um,
2: He's not an Iowa kid. I I believe he's from, like, right next to cedar falls i think don't quote me on yeah. that but i'm pretty sure it's really close um and i always thought him and doug had a re- really good relationship um i guess may- maybe I-, I was missing something there or maybe maybe there's uh you know, maybe his
1: girlfriend moved to minnesota we don't know <laughs> did you hear um this was really interesting speaking kind of along those terms uh we didn't mike went to ithaca last week and got some stuff with uh, all the spartan combat rtc guys and Gabe Dean was mm-hmm. one of them. And he was talking about everything that was going on in his life, his senior year of college, the year he wrestled Bo Nickel in the finals. Oh. And what was I think going it on? just gives good, pers- good perspective from two uh, wrestling fans that, like, these, these guys are college kids, and there's a lot going on in their lives. It's not just wrestling. Um, but Gabe was talking What's, about how –
2: Are you, you giving give me the her, dirt?
1: Give me the dirt. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, his freshman year, or no, that year, at the beginning of the year, in January, he was engaged to a girl, and they ended up breaking it off, like, at some point Whoa, there in Whoa, I didn't know that. February, yeah, and he was like, so I'm going through all that, and then apparently she showed up to NCAAs.
0: No! Um, Devil woman! Yeah,
1: which he <laughs> did not seem too confused <laughs>
0: about.
2: <laughs> oh, hell no. Um, why would she show up to NCAAs? This is crap. This is worse than the Sidikov wedding.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why she showed up. I don't know if she was trying – she thought it would be Dude. good and save the whole oh thing. Oh, my gosh.
2: Uh, I got it. Shimizo is going to bring Sidikov's ex-bride to the world's next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to be strolling down the aisle with, with her. That's going to throw him way he off. Should,
1: uh, he should have her corner. Uh, Chimizo.
2: Oh, my God. That would be – Oh, dude, you're going to win the match for sure. There's no way. (laughs) You could be the toughest dude on earth. You ain't keeping your head focused in the match. You're you're pissed the whole time that that she's sitting over there and she ruined your life. Man.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I I just thought it was really interesting um, to hear Gabe kind of open up like that. You don't hear a lot of guys do that. And then he talked, too, about how uh, after the finals match with Bo, just like – he didn't know what to do because, like, college wrestling was what was his life, you know. And like now, it yeah. was just over; it was done, and he felt like a void. Um, and mm-hmm. he said that he he felt like he tied maybe too much of his identity uh, to wrestling, and that's why we like saw him get away from competition for a while, you know, like two or three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's it huge. Uh, I mean, that that, that yeah. That's huge in all athletics. And I, I, when I was at Missouri, uh, when I was at Missouri and I was a student athletic club, uh, student athletic advisory council president, one of the things that we implemented and obviously it was not my idea, it was someone else's idea and we just helped implement it, was um, they call it the total person program because this is this is not just wrestlers, but this is all college athletes and they see the same thing with Olympic athletes is when when that final whistle blows, right? And you're done with whatever it is, right? And it could be, the Olympic trials it could be the Olympics it could be a college career there's the the void happens for a lot of people most most people don't know where they're gonna go or what they're gonna do with their life because they've been they've been so solely focused on this thing that's right in front of them and it's so easy to be focused on that because you know um most life doesn't have this but athletics does where there's this really specific date and this really specific place and you know how it's all going to go. And it's very organized and systematized. And then you get into the real world. It's like, okay, let's just like go do something. <laughs> you know, and people, yeah. they don't know how to yeah. handle it. That's a real thing.
1: Yeah, It's, it's crazy. Um, so we somehow got there from Block is transferring. Uh, I wanted to...
2: <laughs> oh, I said maybe he followed his girlfriend. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, call. Uh, I wanted to pull up his wins really quick. Because, I, I mean, I knew he was very good last year. And he was like a top 15 seed at NCAAs, but um, even some of his wins uh, surprised me. He beat he beat uh, Tariq Wilson, Dustin Hill, Parker Phillips, Tristan Moran. I thought he had a win with Chad Redd, I guess not. But, uh, and he was number 11 in our preseason rankings. So that's a really good gift for Minnesota, big who big is uh, yeah. looking to re- replace uh, the graduated Mitch McKee.
2: Yeah, huge pickup for them.
1: Um, and then the the other one, uh, I think one of the final Fresno State guys that's in the portal right now to to find his home, um, AJ Neville's away going from, uh, from South Dakota. That's really big. He's he um has been a two time NCAA qualifier. He, he redshirted last year, so with the extra year of eligibility, he'll actually have three years if he wants to use them. Um, and Block is would have four. Dude, so that's that's not- a
2: I've been messing with some of my kids, yeah. Kyle, some of these dudes are gonna be getting PhDs with all this eligibility they got. Yeah, yeah, multiple master's degrees, uh,
1: yeah. Seriously. These kids are gonna be they educated. Be spent,
2: seriously, with some of these Olympic red shirts, these dudes will be spending six, seven, eight years in college, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, so over two years uh, in the varsity lineup for, uh, for Fresno State, he was 15 and 19. So that, I mean, that's a really good guy. he's a top 20 guy for South Dakota State, and they just keep getting better and better. Um, I think that's it. You know, you saw Fresno State guys uh, also on signing day, saw a couple of the Fresno State guys who entered the portal uh, signed with teams. So I know Lawrence Sands and Adam Kemp, I believe, went to Cal Poly, and then Mm -hmm. Jacob Wright went to Wyoming. Um, And uh, Hemauer went to uh, uh, Northern Colorado. Yep. So a lot of guys finding homes in the, in the Big Twelve, and then a couple nice gets for Cal Poly who had a really good U twenty three tournament. So they're doing a nice yeah. job there too. And that's why mm-hmm. that's why we always say to leave a couple scallies laying around, at least one mm-hmm. um, for these transfers, because you never know if a program is going to pull at Fresno State or Stanford. And it so happened this year with. Uh, the season being pushed back to second semester, that these kids could just enter the portal right away, find a new home, and they're going to be right good away. to go in in January. they would be wrestling right um, away. Yes, they should be 100. percent Yeah. hmm Um. So that that's why you, why you leave the scholars around and quickly uh, impact your lineup that way. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's keep it moving in questions with friends. Um, Ben. A lot of people are wanting to know what's up with Thanksgiving and you. You know, you Thanksgiving you can't, I think food sucks. I know. I think it was your first show on FRL. You told us you thought Thanksgiving food sucks. It um, does. So a lot of people want to know what you do on Thanksgiving. Do you eat it? Does it is it still being made think, in the Askren household?
2: Yeah, I believe one time I convinced my mom to cook tacos or something, something way more delicious than Thanksgiving <laughs> food. I'm going to my mother this year uh max is actually in quarantine so uh we're not gonna get to see max at thanksgiving unfortunately Uh-oh. um so i don't know what my mom is making i i have not talked to her about the cuisine uh but she she knows my feelings on thanksgiving food so um guys people get their emotions inside thanksgiving and they just somehow decide that they like thanksgiving food it is it is not good and my argument kyle bradke my argument is simple and i don't know you screw with it <laughs> If Thanksgiving food was good, there would be a Thanksgiving food restaurant. And the answer to that is there is no Thanksgiving food restaurants because Thanksgiving food sucks. And no one wants to eat it except for one day of freaking year that you got your emotions tied to and somehow made yourself. This is how strong the human mind is. You have talked yourself into the fact that you actually like the Thanksgiving food.
1: Well, the main, the main dish of Thanksgiving <laughs> is turkey, right? You, yes. You, like you, get, you can get turkey everywhere. Who eats, not? No, 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 no. You get like sliced turkey
2: on a sandwich. Who gets like a big yeah, old turkey? But... Like nobody. <laughs> you can't go to freaking Applebee's and get I a mean, big uh, old turkey.
1: What, what, what's Boston Market? Don't they have turkeys? Don't they have big You know, I'll turkeys? tell you what Boston
2: Market is, Kyle. Boston Market is bankrupt because they're serving Thanksgiving food. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: oh, are, are they bankrupt? probably i haven't seen one in a while have you seen one i'll, I'll google it you can get you
1: get a half chicken you can get a half chicken at boston market that
2: ain't thanksgiving roasted turkey, food
1: roasted turkey breast it looks like thanksgiving this plate looks like thanksgiving there's gravy there's mashed potatoes there's roll it's close enough we're counting boston market oh. thanksgiving restaurant Okay, so they actually went. From, they um, went bankrupt
2: it, once. They went. They went bankrupt once in '98, and they got bought by McDonald's in 2000. Um, and now it says that they are closing quite a few stores. They're they um, they're down from 1100 restaurants all the way down to 400. So,
1: to my oh point, man. yeah, not so good. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. Um, but okay, <laughs> wh- how do you feel? How do you feel about another uh, seasonal thing, eggnog? That's what Dan Sifrin wanted. It's it's like it's okay. Uh,
2: I don't got I don't get yeah. with eggnog. It's it's all right. I'm not like crazy about it. I'm not the other way either.
1: Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I, it's a, it's like a once or twice type thing in December. It's not something yeah. that I'm like chugging every day or like gotta have. Like I'll be fine if I don't have any eggnog. Uh, but if it's around and, it, and maybe feeling it a glass or two, it's fine.
2: So, um, who cooks better Thanksgiving food, Kyle? Your family or your wife's family?
1: Oh, you're trying to get me in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> tough question. Come on, let's go. Uh, that is a tough question. Um, it, uh, we we so we do both um, on Thanksgiving. Oh, you do both in the same day? Yeah, our, our families live like ten minutes away from each other. Um, so Damn, we'll okay. do mine first. Do mine first uh it's more of a like a lunch it's at like noon mm-hmm. um a little earlier in the day and then hers okay. is later in the evening around four, around four so uh so you gotta you gotta pace yourself you really do got it um but it, it's nice because they have like her family has the like side dishes and different desserts um like obviously you have the traditional stuff, but then like other family members on her side will make uh I don't know. I'm struggling to think of examples, but different stuff than we have at our, yeah. our place. So you get a, you get a variety. Um, so it's it, no, they're both great. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting in trouble here. <laughs> um, All right. what about question. you? I'll what about you? What side of the family is better? On,
2: on, um, with, uh, Thanksgiving with you, a- a- Amy, Amy's family, they're not really cookers. They don't really cook. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't like Thanksgiving food anyways. So, you know, right. I'm gonna go neither. Like, I'm I'm trying to go to a Mexican restaurant or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, let's move on. I uh, I don't know why somebody asked if you should if they should buy Bitcoin. Like, obviously Ben is gonna say yes. Uh,
2: hey, listen, we're getting really close to breaking the all time high. We bumped up over nineteen thousand. We are currently a let's see, I'm um, nineteen thousand four hundred twelve dollars um listen bitcoin I, I i i got in in 17. i held through the tough times of 18 19. and now um you know i'm getting re- i'm getting rewarded for uh my loyalty to bitcoin it's fantastic
1: all right that was uh bitcoin mm. hour with ben uh cody arnold uh who is a better free agent to get poached by a bigger rtc after graduating evan wick or ryan deacon
2: oh that's very interesting i gotta think that yeah. both and i, I don't know if they will stay home. i gotta think that both will they'll be tried to stay at home because again they're like the cornerstones of of that given program um i do feel uh, you know i feel like deacon has a really really close relationship with matt Storniolo, but i also see him oh, like yeah. he's off training with justin Gaethje. Uh, and you know he's from Colorado, so maybe he wants to move back that direction. I, I have no idea.
1: Um. Yeah, that's. What I, I think both programs are going to probably try to do everything they can to keep those guys. But I, I would probably lean Deacon. Um, just because I mean he's made Final X. Like he, he beat uh, he beat oh, James Green in the U.S. Open finals, right? Yeah. Hey, James Green, he, James that was Green. crazy. I didn't believe that. Jeez. Right. Um. And but I mean I mean Wicks senior level results have been awesome too. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, both those guys would be really big gets, and I think uh, with this, did they meet up like, at, at the senior nationals, system. or did they not meet up? They didn't meet up, right? Uh, not that I recall. Uh,
2: well, they were in the same bracket. I'm blanking what happened in the wrestle. I'm gonna have to go look at it real quick. November. I don't want November. I want October. I'll have an answer for. You. Give me like ten seconds. I'll have an answer for you. Okay.
1: No Um I'll go ahead and move on here. A lot of people ask about the RTC Cup, but we already got answered a lot of those questions. Yeah,
2: we did. Uh, okay. Hold on. I got I got an answer for you. Um, Oh, they did. Wick 10 owed him. How did I forget that? Yeah, he took him down five times.
1: Wick 10 owed Deacon? Deacon. Yes. Yeah, I remember now. He he kind of beat him up. Holy cow. Okay. Yeah. Maybe my answer is different. Maybe it's Evan Wick. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and change that. E.J. Like. Um, e. Newton, another Thanksgiving-related uh, question. How many deviled eggs are too many? Do you put two on your plate and wait till everyone else has dished up before you Ew. go back for more, or do you pile them on before anyone else gets them? Here's what you do, E.J. You don't eat them at all because they're disgusting. They are disgusting, Kyle. I'm glad we agree on this. They're gross. I I cannot stand them. I don't like, I don't like looking at them or I'm like smelling them. I don't like seeing other people eat them yeah i agree and they're they're at both thanksgivings both thanksgivings i'm gonna go to they're they're there Ew! don't eat them they're gross all right ben you you seen anything else uh um so
2: yeah hold on i saw one let me just scroll back let's see resume time uh oh nathan stuller and I listen. I met, I brought this up last week, and I agree totally. Wouldn't the RTC Cup be much more exciting if Jaden mm-hmm. bumps up to one hundred and twenty-five, and Colin Moore is at ninety-seven? Um, listen, I haven't seen Desi wrestle some of those other guys, but uh, Colin Moore. Uh, let me go back real quick. I think Colin. Okay, Colin Moore is obviously favored over Scotty Boykin. He's obviously the favorite over Ty Walls. Um, so I definitely think that you could bump Jaden up to wrestle heavyweight and make your team. Better. I, I don't think there's any doubt about yeah. that. Uh, let's see. Yeah. And then let's see. Colin Moore would be the favorite over Timmy Dudley. Maybe not Zilmer, but probably Machiavelli or McCall. So, so Colin Moore is the favorite in most of those matches. So, if you can find a better place to use who's arguably the best freestyle wrestler on planet Earth, uh, I think you go yeah. ahead and do that.
1: Yeah. I totally agree with you. um thinking now that one. And then there was one, there was one more down here. Um, I want to talk about uh mentioning Gabe Dean. Uh Kevin Mulder, does Gabe Dean have a chance at defeating DT? You think Dean is contemplating a run at the Olympics? God, I can't imagine God. He went 1-1 well well with
2: Nathan Jackson. Yeah. I can't imagine. I don't know, maybe he's going to shut him down. I I think that's only
1: his his only hope against David Taylor, right? Yeah, I think um he he can withstand the hand fight to a certain extent, but I don't. I mean, can, I just don't think he'll be able to yeah. fend off the onslaught of leg attacks that are going to come his way. Um, yes, it's an yes. interesting match. Um, I like it. I like the matchup, and uh, I just think David is just too offensive, and will will be too much for Gabe, and probably get a tech fall. And that's not being disrespectful to Gabe. It's just that's who David Taylor is. And he does that to pretty much everyone in the world right now. Uh,
2: I I agree. Totally. I don't, I don't really see. Yeah. I mean, I I have a hard time seeing a path of victory for, for Gabe Dean, especially when we just saw, unless I know you guys are saying it's out of shape miles, but how good David looked against miles. I mean, he, he made him look JV.
1: Yeah. And when you just like, Take Miles out of that equation you just look at what David did. Like his leg attacks looked so clean, so crisp. And like the timing on him was perfect and everything. And the finishing was quick and didn't even get caught up in any kind of scrambles or ways he could get tipped and exposed. So, um, yeah, yeah, David was otherworldly that night. And I think this is the first time he's competing since then, right? I don't believe he's
2: competed. Uh, yeah, and they, they, obviously there's been talk of the Jordan Burroughs match, but I don't believe
1: that is. Uh, I you know I haven't seen it anywhere. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, and and as far as Gabe competing in the Olympic or trying for the Olympics, I don't see why not, man. You're wrestling. Uh, you yeah. wrestled in senior nationals. You wrestled in the, the eight man bracket. You're wrestling in the RTC Cup. Uh, why not extend it a few more months and just throw your hat in the ring in April? What's what do you got to lose? I agree I don't I don't see why
2: I don't see why he wouldn't
1: yeah all right
2: well anything else Ben? um I don't think so there's that so I was actually thinking man usually there's so much wrestling going on right now you think of last weekend and the next weekend they yeah. show a whole bunch open I'm gonna see some of my college kids at, at home because obviously they're not competing so their coaches are giving them a few extra days off um Yeah, so we don't really have all that much to talk about. We got two weeks till the Club Cup going on, so I'm sure. Right, so next week after Thanksgiving, I'm sure we'll be talking about and leading up to that. Uh, And then we also have the Eight Man in. um, We got the Eight Man in December, so that should be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited for that Eight Man. Um, Those guys too. um, They they're not afraid to talk. They're gonna they're gonna hype this thing up. Yes. and I, I think in the press conference they're going to have some zingers.
2: Yes, and they're and they're going to mean it. It's not going to be fabricated or inauthentic. They're they're going to mean it. No, for sure. no, that's
1: the thing. Is like, the those guys won't be forcing anything because it's who they've been their whole careers. You know, Jo and who National. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's who they are. I'll, I'll tell you what, Evan Henderson is a lot of fun and says exactly what he's thinking. I didn't. I didn't really. Uh, know that until he got down there had a great him and in interviews with him really really spoken with him, but he was awesome on camera yeah fantastic uh
2: okay well enjoy your double thanksgiving i'll um I'll enjoy Thank the you. company you of my enjoy... thanksgiving, but not the food <laughs>
1: <laughs> well hopefully they have tacos or something for you there we go all right peace. Alright guys, thank you for listening. We'll be back Tuesday. I'll be back in Texas. Christian will be back in Texas. Finn will still be in Wisconsin. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you then.
2: See ya.